Lifeway Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Hey, Ask Me Anything listeners, before we jump into the podcast, you know that one of the groups that helps us be able to bring this to you every day is Portable Church. Uh, You might be preparing to launch a new church or a new campus in the upcoming months. I recommend connecting with Portable Church Industries, maybe even after COVID, if you're thinking about how to get something new started, they'd be a great partner. They've been around for over 25 years. They continue to be the pioneer in crafting customized and engaging environments and rented venues with systems that significantly increase volunteer retention. They can help with everything, literally kind of a a whole package deal from whether it's on the AVL, kids ministry, lobby space, signage, storage, everything in between, starting with your vision. They're not just going to hand you something. They're going to start with your vision, and they're going to equip you with everything needed to thrive in those rented spaces. Check out their site at portablechurch.com slash Lifeway and talk to an expert today. And now I hope you enjoy Ask Me Anything. Everybody, welcome to Ask Me Anything. I'm Matt Love. I'm here with Pastor JD Greer. And JD, we have another great question. Uh, question. And we are outside. And we're outside. Our sound engineer asked us to say that, so he would not be blamed. <laughs> We've for... been instructed by producer Braden to uh, <laughs> to let you know that it's not his fault if there are noises in the background. Ambient sounds. So you hear birds. Matt's got a pretty wicked, like you know, kind of like we'll doing uh, some duck calls. Some and duck stuff calls. Later. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be great. Um, I don't know if JD's ever heard a duck before, but uh, (laughs) so JD, this is our, if the numbers on our documents to be believed, this is our 70th question. So we got a good one for our 70th question. What are the three most important things for a new believer to do immediately? And before you answer, I think this is a great question. A, if you're listening to this and you might be a new believer and you're like, what do I need to do? But also I think for a lot of us, especially, you know, I know in SBC, we've been talking a lot about who's your one, trying to share the gospel with people. Hopefully we're seeing people come to Christ. And I know a lot of people are like, all right, how do I coach, disciple, help somebody start walking with God? So what are the three most important things for a new believer to do? So Matt, just a little heads up here. I'm actually going to give the three that first come to mind. And I'll talk about each of them really briefly, but just give you a heads up. At the end, I'm going to turn it around because I know you not too long ago were involved in one of the most effective campus ministries (laughs) at reaching students on a campus. And I know that this is one of the areas where you guys did really well is kind of those first initial steps. So while I'm talking and you're nodding your head at me, you'll be thinking about an even better answer. Um, So I think the first thing is... uh, well, use one kind of general category here. Spend time with God. Hmm. And by that, I really mean two things. One um, is relationship. I mean, Christianity is a relationship. It is your soul being united to Christ. He gives you his righteousness as a gift, but he also begins to infuse his presence into your life, which means his strength. Um, Christianity is not a set of do's and don'ts. It's not a new law to adhere by. It is, like Paul said, Christ in you. That is the hope of glory. It's, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I. It's Christ who lives in me. And I think a lot of times it's easy to like pray this little prayer like you went through some little ritual to ask Jesus to come into your life and you forget that it's just daily walking with him. And of mm-hmm. course that expresses itself through through prayer by asking God to help with um, whether it's your your marriage, your parenting, your, 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 your schoolwork, your temptations, you know, seeking him daily for that. It also means uh, spending time in his word because Christianity is not just a kind of a feeling of warmth and, and mm-hmm. love and closeness. It's also learning the right things. 
questions about God. And so, um, you know, one of my favorite preachers named D. Martin Lloyd-Jones, um, he used to talk about the parable of Jesus where uh, the soil went out scatter seed, some seed fell in the soil, sprang up quickly, and then the sun came out and made it wither. And Jesus was giving this as a warning that a lot of people who start well in the Christian life actually don't end up well. And Lloyd-Jones said, he said, when you really think about it, the problem with the seed was that it did not go deep enough. Hmm. And a lot of people wither away spiritually because they never get the, the seed down deep enough in their heart. And so, um, you know, driving that that deep by uh, spending time in God's Word, by reading good Christian books. I mean, one of the things we try to do at the summit is we have a kind of an initial study that helps people get you know, aware of the basics of God's Word. We also have a list of recommended reading. You know, here are some books that you want to read. Uh, um, everything from, a, you know, Reason for God by Tim Keller to a, a Knowing God by J.I. Packer to Treasure Principle by Randy Alcorn. Yeah. How, how to think about you know, some of these things the um, the right way. Um, so that'd be the first thing, spend time with God. Um, people always say, well, where, you know, where the Bible's big. I always say um, Mark or Luke. Mm-hmm. My son just asked me, he's 11 years old, Dad, where should I start reading the Bible? And I said, Gospel of Mark. Mm-hmm. And so he's telling me, you know, it's just a very simple book and Jesus is what you need. And, and, yeah. and uh, well, the Gospels help you with both the content and the relationships. So. Yeah, I mean, just to, I think that is probably the biggest thing is when you're starting is read one of those Gospels. Just say, what what is Jesus saying? What is Jesus doing? How does Jesus live his life? Look at him first. And it's just, that's the best place to see what the Christian life is supposed to look like and who we're following. So I uh, think that's yeah, Absolutely, right. Because it's like, and what is he saying to me? Yes. We advocate what we call the here method of reading the Bible. H is highlight, means read through it and see what stands out to you. What's the spirit bring to your mind? E is examine, press in, use a study Bible. Uh, the ESV study Bible, the CSV study Bible, they're both great. Um, um, apply, figure out, you know, write down how it's apply to your life and then respond, you know, first yeah. through prayer and then through obedience. Um, we have a lot of tool, tools on that. If You can go on our website and fish around. You can probably find some there, summitchurch.com. But it, let me go to the second one, and that is plug into a gospel-centered local church and get involved. When I say get involved, I mean you've got you to be known. you got to be, you know, uh, serving. you got to be there in a regular way. Um, sure, you can listen to sermons. You can listen to podcasts like this one and read books. But there's something special about the local gathering of believers that God made essential for the Christian life. Mm. And um, in our American kind of uh, culture, our Western culture that's very individualistic, people routinely think, well, I can get the content you know, elsewhere. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't really need the local church. But the local church is how God speaks to you. You, you know, I always call what I do when I preach, it, it's kind of like the air war. Yeah. Like I, I'm, you know, it's, it's, I mean, I hate to use this analogy, but it's like, I'm flying over and just dropping bombs. I'm carpet bombing people with scripture and the gospel. You know, they say in warfare, if you're going to actually take over a region, carpet bombing can be a good first step, but it, you won't act because, because the enemy will dig into the holes and then come back up. So that's like you, your, your own temptations and idols. It takes other people that are up close and can examine your life to say, Hey, here's what we're learning from the pulpit. Here's where I see it applying to your life. That's how God's designed design the body. Yeah. I mean, one way we've said is uh, I've, we've, I've said it in college ministry and uh, some of you guys have probably heard, but more is caught than taught. A lot is taught Mm, and it's important that we teach, but a lot in the Christian life is just caught by being around the body, by seeing other believers, by being around people that are further along in their faith. And so when you try to separate those two things and just say, Oh, I can get all the teaching part by listening to a podcast or whatever. I don't need to plug in. You miss out on this other huge element of how God grows us and how right. we actually learn how to walk as a Yeah, as and a actually, you know, one of the analogies that the Bible uses, the best one, I think, for the for the church is the body. Hmm. Uh, the, the way I always explain this to our congregation is, you think about how your body works. Um, when my left elbow starts to itch, it sends a message up to my brain and says, I itch. So what does my brain do? My brain doesn't send down like magic, you know, 
scratch powder power to go itch it. It's, it sends a message to my right hand to go take care of that itch. It takes care of one part of the body through another part. Well, think of that as like prayer. When one part of the body is hurting, it sends a message to God, I need help. They, but they expect God just to send down like you know lightning bolts from heaven and take care of the problem. What God does is he, he uses his church to do it. If your marriage is in trouble, if you need guidance, people are like, oh, you know, I don't know God's will and he won't answer my prayers. And, and I'm like, well, you're disconnected from the church. You mm. cut yourself off from the very means that he would use to speak to you. So speaking to that, dive into that a little bit more. You want to get connected into the local church. What would you recommend if someone walks in the door? Like, how do you, how would you like commend them to get connected? Because you can go sit in a seat and not really be connected. But I know there's some ways. Like we try to coach people at Summit to right. get involved in small groups or serving teams. How would you kind of recommend someone kind of engage with their well, church? Well, interesting you bring that up. What I was going to say, and this is my third point, was to get involved in like a close community, which at our church we call a small group. Um, I will caveat this by saying we did a survey a a while back, and the people who consistently reported feeling the most connected and growing were not those in a small group. It was those on a serving team at the Mm -hmm. Summit Church which I thought was really interesting that 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 became like a way of of finding community. But let me go back to the original kind of answer, and that is a small group because that really is a connection point of friendship. And like you said, it's where the real patterns of Christianity are caught more than that they're taught. You know, a a friend of mine um, says that, you know, when you look through like what Proverbs, for example, teaches about relationships and friendships, you basically come up with this idea that your friends are the future you. You will be the average of your five closest friends in five years. Um, your friends are the future you. So, you know, I think when you when you put yourself in a kind of small group where people are talking to you and, and calling out things in your life and speaking promises to you and you're able to observe their life and their doctrine, that ends up shaping you probably more than, than you really realize. So I, I think that is a crucial step. It's so when, if somebody walked in my office and said that, I'd be like, get involved in a group because that's going to, that's going to shape you fundamentally for the future. Yeah. All right. Now I warned you. Yep. What I'm, would you add or? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. You're ready. Go. Yeah, I'm ready. So the good news is. And our time's up. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is you shared all the, the big stuff, man. I mean, obviously I think spending time with God is huge and I really would recommend having a framework for how you do it. Be in the word, read it, you know, being there every day is, is the key, but like the here method, having a way of engaging with the word in a deep way is key. Even if you've maybe been around the church for a long time. I know for me, I came to Christ in high school and I'd grown up in the church, but having someone teach me how to actually read a story I'd read a lot or something in the Bible I'd read a lot, but read it with more depth yep. was huge. And so use the here method. There's a bunch of great ones that are that are similar to that, but I know here method is you could find that stuff on Summit's website. The other thing I would say, and this is, uh, I think, kind of a, just an addendum to the the community and the body in that small group. You know, I read a book one time that was just talking about one of the keys to the initial phases of walking with God. When you first come to Christ, you have a lot of fervor and desire to know God, and you need someone to help you know God. You know, you need someone to disciple you, to teach you, to to guide you in that. And so I would say, try to find someone that's that's been walking with God further. Maybe it's somebody that's invited you to church before. Maybe it's somebody that you just know is connected yeah. in with the church you're going to. And get connected with them and say, hey, I want to meet and study the Bible with you. I want to see how you do this, because that's going to be huge. And I would say- A lot of people never take that initiative. Yeah. And so then it's frustrating. It's hard. Like walking with God, there's a lot that goes into it. And so get connected with somebody that can help you and engage it with you. One thing I will say in that too is that is also a reason why some of us that have been walking with God longer need to make ourselves available to disciple other people. Because I think sometimes we can kind of just say we're good and we become consumers. And if I can get on my soapbox for just a second, one of my biggest frustrations is 
when mature Christians are in small groups and you said you want to lead a small group, they're like, no, I just kind of like being able to come and be fed. Right. Well, it's like, no, God's given you something you can give to other people. Go disciple Yeah, the someone. best way to grow in your relationship with Jesus is to help somebody else with theirs. Exactly. And at some point, you'll stagnate. It, the college ministry you used to be a part of, <laughs> you always said this, 75% of discipleship is informal. Yep. It doesn't happen through you know sitting down and teaching as much as it is watching, hearing you pray, um, mm-hmm. watching how you interact with somebody else and how you respond to anger and frustration. Yep. So anyway, great question. Yeah, well, that's great. And that's super helpful. Both me and JD, we were both helpful today. Amazing. <laughs> so thank you guys so much for listening. If you don't already subscribe to Ask Me Anything, Go ahead and do that right now. We just want to make sure that as soon as these uh, podcast episodes come up, um, they just go pop right into your phone. You don't have to worry about it at all. And if you enjoy the podcast and want other people to enjoy it as well, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews really help our podcast get seen by others, and uh, that could be really helpful. So we're really glad you listened to us today, and we will see you next time on Ask Me Anything.